Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hey, you lovely people. Another brilliant title for a podcast. Why do I feel so shit? I've uh, definitely said that a few times in my life. So look forward to this one. We had a really good chat and we did go down some places. We didn't expect to go down some rabbit holes as we often do. But uh, yeah, that's it really. I won't say too much more because we're going to dive straight in on the podcast. If you've got a minute today, if you're touched or impacted by today's conversation, please do go and leave us a review. We're powered by them. It's how people find us. And um, it's just so lovely to to hear, you know, what it is that you've seen or what, what insights you've had or how this has impacted you. Um, it just it really means a lot to us so um to any of you that can find the time to do that thank you and uh who knows maybe we'll be reading your review out on a podcast sometime soon see you in a sec it's tuesday and i know that's been prominent my little singing voice welcome to the presence of a podcast and before i go any further I just want to read out a wonderful review that came through. Oh, I do you know saw what? this one, Mr. Sam. That's awesome because that's so funny. You're a mind reader. I wrote down, read out a review, and then I forgot. <gasps> Isn't that funny? That's really weird. Like, woo. <laughs> what was that? Woo. <laughs> that goes anyway, forget the woo woo thing. That's not what that was. Um, is that like we're on the same wavelength? Anyway, so this review caught my eye it says spot on exclamation mark spot sam, on and five stars We've got five stars mr sam congratulations for me just for me uh, but i think four of them were for me <laughs> one was you <laughs> sam and ellie have a way of talking each week that's it no <laughs> there's more <laughs> sam and ellie have a, we way, do of have talk- a way of talking, talking you do. each week about way. something that hits home to me in that time and space they are so real and honest in brackets and funny thank you in their conversations it makes me feel like i'm sitting down with two good friends chatting away about life that was very ellen partridge of me the way that they take such important topics topics Topics. and break them down topics topics and break them down to be applicable in real life is refreshing and very helpful. I look forward to every Tuesday now waiting for the next episode to drop. Please don't ever stop. Oh, love. Oh, who is it from? It's from Lulu. Lulu. Thanks, Lulu. That's beautiful. Thank you, Lulu. No, no pressure for us to never stop. I've got to be tied to you for life, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in. We haven't missed one yet, which is, which is remarkable oh, when you think about what's going on mate. over the last 18 months. Don't worry. Like, I'll just come on and sing. Like, if it came to it, I would come on and recite a poem. Yeah. Just come on and yeah. just be like, I don't know, just make a poem up on the spot. Yeah. There was a frog I... called Bob. Yeah, your froggy poetry. That'd be interesting. Would be. It might happen yeah. one day. And the, and the one that I've got in the bank for if you ever miss an episode is I'll bring Emma on and we'll do that nostalgia, 80s nostalgia episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can talk about stuff from the 80s yeah mm. yeah most of it's back now anyway isn't it it's already you know in, anyway in some form or other and then yeah. i can do some stuff with the 90s teenage mutant ninja turtles god yeah. they were good weren't they 
Right. Anyway, we digress. Who's your favourite? Uh, the one with purple ones. Was that who was that? Donatello. Yeah, the bloke with, with the, the stick. Yeah. Yeah, he was a badass. Raphael was cool. That's who that's who everybody liked. But no, I like the I like the the bloke with the stick. Yeah, I like. The what was there? Was it Ratty? Too. Was that their what was their master called? Their sensei. I can't remember. Was it Ratty? That's on a postcard. <laughs> it wasn't fucking Ratty. <laughs> Talking right. about rats. Do you remember ratty. um what's he called? Roland Rat. Roland. Yeah, of course. Of course. Hey rat fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I do enjoy this. Was this is a brilliant beginning to an episode? Mm. Highly well, unprofessional. Let's, let's go on with the meat and potatoes, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So, our meat and potatoes today. Uh, uh, why do I still feel so shit? Or why do I feel so shit? No, why do I still feel so shit? Give it. Give us some context, Ellie Crow, uh, because this isn't just about the old boozing thing, is it? But this is um, we've decided to talk about it because of. Um, all right, what? well, you you just, you, you do yeah, it. Yeah, why He said, frame it, and then he started doing it. Go ahead, buddy. I just wanted to make sure you didn't miss any bits. No, I'll stop now, that's it. Right, I'll start again. So, the context of this, um, and as Sam says, don't tune out if you are happily booze-free, because this is applicable. But it, the, the context of this came from lots and lots of conversations around wow, I'm doing this extraordinary extraordinary thing and I've removed alcohol and I was kind of expecting, there's a bit of a clue, things to be like all marvellous now and yet I still feel really shit and there's this stuff going on that I'm unhappy with and, uh, you know, I, I fully expected like I would be in a different place right now. So what's going on? Why do I still feel so shit? Because I thought that was booze that was making me shit. Make me shit. It <laughs> probably was. <laughs> Quite possibly. Ah, inopportune but, moments. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, don't. <laughs> um, but the, the, this this isn't just applicable to booze, right? Because if you have any kind of other habit that you were hoping to change or in the process of changing, could be to do with sugar or something that you're adding in like oh well you know i thought i'd start going to the gym surely i'm supposed to feel better right now not more tired and achy and all the rest of it so we figured that we would cover this episode with some reference to booze because that's um important but i'll also reference non-booze stuff so there we go that's the frame mr sam that was good good Thanks. frame Thanks. Where do you want to start then, buddy? At the beginning. Expectations. Mm. Let's do it. Mm. Did you hear the grumble there? Mm. Mm. That was... Bad, bad news. <laughs> we did a, <laughs> did a whole episode on this, didn't we? But in, in a nutshell, I think it when it comes to our body and when it comes to feelings, emotions, processes, releasing alcohol, even with um, awesome... You know, even with thought work and even with um, the like great intentions and all that kind of stuff, there's still a natural kind of wisdom to what's going on for us. And for some people, you know, take, I did give a really quick example. For some people, sleep will start to genuinely really recalibrate within, I don't know, three, four days. For some people, it takes three, four months. And that's mm. not, you're not doing it wrong. And I think if we have an expectation, I mean, the the process as it looks to me is, we either know that we've got it 
and we'll say, yeah, I just expected it to be better by now, or we, or we won't know that it's there, but it's kind of like unconscious. And then when we fail to meet that expectation, we'll feel that reflected back, back at us and we'll, we might kind of like be annoyed or, or stressed out or pissed off. And we hear it a lot, don't we? It's innocent, right? And I mean, me too. Like, I think I expected some of it to, to happen quicker. Um, hmm. But it, it, you know, the body's very wise, you know, it, it takes the time that it takes. And um, if we think about how long for many of us, we've been doing the thing, whether it is hmm. drinking or whatever it might be, it's a fraction of the time it takes for our body to sort it out. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah it, oh god yeah yeah it is and that there's a lot of tension held in within those expectations a lot of tension mm. and just to ease off that can release so so much because as you say when you put into context how long you've drank for so for me what 25 years and yet within a week or two, I'm expecting miracles to have happened. And and, and miracles do happen, by the way. Like the, the, the way that the body heals itself is quite incredible. But it's it's a bit of a lesson in exercising some patience and being able to focus on the the things to be grateful for, the things that are going really well as opposed to the brain's tendency to go looking for the stuff that isn't going so well, isn't happening quite as fast as, as we might like to. So just noticing where you are holding expectation and being able to soften that so that, you know, you're holding it more lightly. It's not, it's not as, as tense and, and funny, funnily enough, when when I've had these conversations with people in coaching, when you ask them how like how long have you been drinking for? And and I had funnily enough, I had one of these conversations with my mum once. She was going on about, you know, well, you know, what and this has kind of annoyed me because she's talking to somebody who was sleep deprived. Well, I'm just sleeping all the time. Just like sleeping for like 12, 14 hours. <laughs> I hate you, Mum. <laughs> But I was saying to her, well, like, like, how long have you drank for, man? Oh, well, you know, very, very long time. Well, it's it's going to take some time. It's going to take a while. So appreciate that. Appreciate what your body's doing. Be thankful for it. And you know, it's like, like sitting back and basking in the process of it. Like, oh, isn't this wonderful? Isn't this wonderful and marvellous? And, yeah, it might be nice. You know, the brain wants to have a time frame for everything. I think that's where, like, in the, in these groups where we coach, we hear a lot about, like, well, how long is it going to take for X? And the answer is always, I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I can give you a rough idea of when it was for me and what we generally see, but we're all so unique and individual. And even if you knew, how's that going to help you? Yeah, you're so right. I think a lot of the time expectations are, um, well, they're masked resistance. They're basically mm -hmm. saying... They're not, not perhaps not always, but I think very often if, so give you an example, if we, if we've got an idea that, you know, we're going to be feeling, you know, all these different things within 30 days of say stopping drinking or whatever it might be. Um, and, and there's been some stuff that wants to be felt. Um, and we're kind of focusing on how we'd, how we think we, how it should be by that point in time. 
we might innocently not be there to witness what's coming up for us. So the kind of beautiful irony of this is if you drop the expectation and if you sit with the intention to heal in your own time, to allow the wisdom of your your innate health to come through, um, your kind of like psychological immune system, as Jamie Smart calls it, actually, he was on last week. So, you know, he talks about any any of that kind of understanding of it. It looks very true to me that we we kind of know that if we if we cut ourselves, we know that the body's going to do the best it can to heal, right? But we have this idea with psych- with our psychological systems that that's not the case. We think that oh no, I need I need something from the outside to help me. When actually mm. being with those things as they come up, the beautiful irony is they often they often move on quicker. But again, they'll move on in the time that they're meant to. So it, it just it just looks like um it just looks like a really freeing thing to do to just let go of any of that stuff and just focus on what's with you in the moment um, mm. and just focus on being with it, focus on the journey. And I know that we're going to talk a, a minute, we're going to flow into kind of feeling feelings. And this is a really, I suppose, I suppose this kind of sets it up quite nicely, but uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's one of those things. Like I know that when William Porter was on the show, he was talking about, you know, if you've got these like wild dreams coming up and REM sleep kicking back in and, it can be really easy to go, oh God, I'm not sleeping. I've got these crazy dreams. And mm-hmm. actually what's happening is your body is reclaiming. Um, it's like, that's that's a signal that you're moving back towards where you need to. You know, your body wants you to go that way. Um, yeah. And you move, every time, every time you have that night, every time you kind of wake up, you're one day closer to naturalistic sleep. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's something to celebrate. And if you can mm-hmm. hold on to that, even if you're not where you dearly love to be, it's okay. It's okay. Like it's it's in the post. Of course, I like it. That and and you're right. That that did work for me. That my general experience going through the alcohol experiment was like it. <clears throat> it was um, it was largely positive. Largely positive. No, it was very positive. The whole thing was. But if if I had any. Um, What's the word? Uh, complaint, minor complaint. It was it was the sleep thing. It was mm. oh god, you know, I was really hoping that I'd be sleeping better by by now. Now, in actual fact, I was because I was actually getting REM sleep for the first time, but it wasn't registering as um, like it's so hard to measure some of this stuff. I mean, now have or shortly afterwards got an. Um, Aura ring? Do you call them aura or aura? I don't know. Anyway, I, re- I reckon it's aura because it's got one of those funny things on top. I don't That's know what, what I thought. But I, I think it's, it's, it's anyway. Scandi. Anyway, go on. Um, got one of those, um, so I could measure what was going on, and because I'm, I am a bit being a questioner. I kind of I like to understand what's going on under the hood. So that was that was actually very helpful for me, but. I just I had to employ some patience and I had to celebrate the fact that the discomfort that I was feeling was entirely appropriate. And yeah. once I'd reframed it as that, like, oh wow, God, I still I still feel really tired. Great. That's great news because that means my body's doing everything it can to recover. How amazing is that? How thankful I can be for my wonderful brain and body. So, you know, it that how we um how we frame these things for ourselves is really important and 
you know, I'd love, I'd love also to sign, signpost people back to that episode about expectation versus intention because it is a, it is a much bigger subject, but a good place to start today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love what you said a minute ago. You were talking about how, you know, the discomfort or you were feeling with sleep was entirely um, valid, or I can't remember exactly how you framed it, but that looks to me very powerful when it comes to emotions that we may be feeling or things that are bubbling mm. up to the surface as well, which is another thing around this. Why do I still feel shit thing? Because feeling shit or experiencing um, grief or fear or even despair, things like that, they're, they're not wrong. They're not bad. They're just, they're an experience and they're, they're a thought energy moving through us. And for, for many of us on this journey, stuff's going to come up and it's there's wisdom in there like it's not that we've we've been trained into believing that you know there's kind of different flavors of this even in a lot of self-help there's flavors of um you know oh if you could just sort of like get yourself to the point where you feel good all the time and but look we're human and for many of us it's not the little things that have led us to a, a pattern of drinking, for example, it may be avoidance of um, not knowing how to to kind of process grief, for example, or it may be um, anxiety that's, you know, been there since we were really little or now there's wis- there, there is real wisdom in that. Like those feelings will teach us and um, we have to go about that in the way that makes sense to us piece by piece. But, you know, in, in, in Buddhism, in the glaciers, they talk about even the most kind of difficult um, experiences and energies and emotions they contain within them a core of wisdom um and we just don't honor that idea in society we don't we don't have that as a as a direction in which we're looking so i think opening up to that opening up to that um and knowing that that may very well happen is a really beautiful thing because we can heal we can heal through those experiences we can heal through those emotions um and that's not to say that it isn't that it isn't challenging or difficult or that we don't sometimes feel shit in those times but that's okay that's okay and and they will transmute it's kind of a bit like alchemy like if we do hang out and learn how to be with those feelings and and feel them they will transmute they'll shift um Mm. and and i just think that's a really amazing part of the journey and if and if we don't if we turn away from that and we just change the behavior and then we we don't open up to be with those things when it's the right time for them to come up for processing um well they 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 hang around they hang Mm. around and then they they can kind of sit there and and um yeah they 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 can become problematic in a way in which they're not if they're if once they're felt Mm. yeah what is it fully felt is fully dealt with oh i I don't think i've heard that healing feeling is healing i've heard that one i like that one yeah i mean sorry i was gonna say it's it's true that the way that I look at this is you've, you've got a couple of options. You can go for the avoidance option, the numb, bury, avoid, uh, resist option. And a couple of things are going to happen. One is that by avoiding the thing, the feeling, the circumstance, the whatever, you you send your power there. So it's a bit like the monster under the bed thing Mm. in that the monster then becomes bigger because you're avoiding it and quite typically spinning more story and meaning around it. 
it, it becomes bigger. It becomes something to um, be feared. Uh, and the other thing that's happening is we're diminishing our um, capability to actually face the thing. And those two things together will then, it's, it's like this downward spiral where, certainly for me, where I ended up, the tail end of my drinking career was feeling really like the, I describe it as like a shadow of my former self. Like I used to be really tenacious and go-getting and fearless. And towards the end of my drinking career, I was just like had no confidence, um, you know, just felt really incapable of dealing with even the most, you know, seemingly innocent things. Um, <clears throat> so the the whole avoidance thing is it seems really innocuous and it seems like it's a good option. And certainly I, you know, followed that option for a very long time, but it's, it's actually quite sinister because it's really undermining our, um, our ability to, uh, you know, lean into any of the discomfort and it's through that discomfort that we'll grow. So that's kind of option number one is, resist the thing, avoid the thing, run away from the thing, numb the thing. And sense of smell, sense of smell, <laughs> sense of smurf, sense of self becomes sense of smell. diminished. Or, or, as you were saying, open to, open to turning towards this stuff, allowing it in, including it, not becoming enmeshed with it, but simply being able to observe it and at the same time care for yourself compassionately and uh, love on yourself for your human struggle and see what happens because as Sam said earlier like all this stuff is impermanent it's all transient it all moves when we funnily enough it moves on through far more quickly when we don't interfere with it and then it does become something else and that the bit that we're typically resisting the oh this doesn't feel good in the body, well it's gone. So you know we we can we can feel this stuff safely. It is okay, and we will come out the other side of it. And then the bonus of this is you come out the other side more resilient with more strength, and then it's easier to face the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much of it boils down to that for me, as it looks like uh, the more I zoom out on all of this, everything we do, the journey um, to be alcohol-free or anything free, et cetera, it looks like um, the degree to which we can see the experience that we're having, the feelings that we're having are, um, are indicating what's moving through our thought system in the moment and, and not what's happening in the world is the degree to which we know that we're safe to to have the experience so you know if anyone hasn't caught it i know last week with jamie we were talking about you know how you know if, if something's happened that was difficult for us in the past if we if that experience wants out and it just wants to be felt and to to kind of be energetically released um we're not feeling the thing no we're not denying that 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 event didn't happen but you're 
experience of it now, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years later, is thought energy, right? Now, it's safe to experience that and it's okay to let it go when the time is right. Um, and for many of us, we won't be able to do that until we see that, until we know that's true. Um, and it's enough to just to just look in the direction and be ready and find a container where you feel happy to go on that journey. And, and I, I know we're going to talk about physiology and things in a minute, but, um, you know, it looks to me that often in some kind of like beautiful um, way, things that slightly uh, stress the body or, or, or the opposite as well make us feel comfortable. So breath work through to heat or cold or, or going into um, groups of people where people are raising their consciousness or yoga or, you know, yoga therapy, whatever it might be, something where we can feel held um, mm. to be able to go on that journey. And for some people, it may be through psychotherapy and some people it may be through, but, but just look in that direction and start talking to people and just say, look, I, I think, uh, I think I'm ready for this. Like I'm ready for this. And for many people, they may have even been feeling, this is quite common, feeling kind of numb, feeling um, like oh, there's just nothing there. And I think often what happens is we use alcohol almost as like an energetic uh, cap. We use it to like push. It's like a helpful hand to keep that thing mm. beneath the surface. And then, and then when we take alcohol away, we're kind of left with this kind of experience of, I can't connect to my emotions. Now they're there, like it's there, like it's, um, and, and it's sort of like, as it, as it looks to me now, we're all already free. And the only reason that we, 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 uh, we f may feel like we're not in any moment is that we're, that there's some kind of thought energy. That's like almost like a blockage that's there that, that, that wants releasing, or there's some insecure thinking that we're very aware of that's swirling around in our head or, or whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen to your wisdom and in your intuition on that one. You know, when you when you find people that you think, wow, yeah, I'd like to go on that process. I mean, I, did, I don't know about you, mate, but I kind of just went in. I was just sort of like going this way and going that way. And I'm really glad that I just kind of just kept. Uh, it's funny, I kept looking out of me for the answers. And then one day I discovered that they're all within me, which is really beautiful. And I think we all have our own path, our own journey in that way. Um, but you're not broken if you're kind of feeling a kind of weird sense of nothingness. You're not broken if you're feeling activated a lot of the time or in fight or flight like you can uh there's something in you that can help you move through that and heal you um and that's you that's you like you're not that experience on top of it you're the experience beneath it and um when the time is right to feel that stuff you'll know you'll know it mm. will uh it won't necessarily be comfortable but it may almost be um pretty pretty apparent that it's time to do something different you'll be so tired of doing what you've already always done that you're ready for the next, uh, the next chapter. Right. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That hit home. You said you get too tired. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that um, it, it's wonderful to know that you don't need anything else. I mean, there are things that are going to be massively helpful and supportive for sure, but how do you find those things? You're guided. So yeah. it's it's you that leads you to the things that you need or may need or may be helpful at any point in time. So it, it's all coming from you. Uh, and when you know that, and I mean know it, not just um, 
you're not just aware of it, you don't just understand it, but you know it, then you've got this safe haven to keep returning to, no matter how tricky life gets, no matter what the circumstances are. Because there's always going to be challenges that come up, always. But to know that you have that home base, everything you need is there. And you may get lost every now and again and forget that for a moment, but you can always return, always. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so, mate. yeah, it's beautiful. Well, I was just thinking like one thing that um, that can be really interesting is that if you just take a bit of time to just be with however you are, whatever's coming up, don't try and change it, just be with it. And if it's calm, notice how there is a, it gets really hard like, to, to use words to describe what's going on behind this. Like Sid used to talk about the feeling and he'd also talk about feelings as well, but talking about a different layer of of you, like the the, the part where even if you're feeling calm, there's a part behind that, which is uh, calmer. You know, there's a, <laughs> there's another area. Um, so just, just practice being with, like, I, I just really think that for so many of us, we, we turn meditation or, um, or anything into a, into like a thing that we, that, that we need to do. And it, and it looks like it's, it's the absence of that. It's actually the just sitting down, no reading, no music, no, uh, just, just being just for a minute or two. And just, if you're, if you're like raging on the inside, so be it. If you're, you know, just practicing that, just, just, just being with it and just noticing the ebb and the flow of it, the ebb and the flow of that thought energy. Sometimes you're going to feel like, you know, really, and sometimes you're going to feel much calmer and more settled. And as you just tune into that in life, as you just see, there is a natural ebb and a flow to things. And as you see that even, even the feelings and the sensations that we have in our idea that they're fixed, they're actually in a constant state of flux. So something like anger, um, you know, we have this word for it, but that's not the thing. It's just the word. The experience of anger is, is really, even if you come into the body and experience it, it's, it's moving. Like, you know, your heart rate will be up a little bit, then it will drop, then your hands might flush, then they'll, they'll come back. Like it's moving. And, and when you're with a sensation, with your, when you're with feelings in that way, they're not um, conceptual, they're real. And the thing about reality is that you're in it. You can handle reality. You're built for that. Like your, your physiological systems, your psychological systems, your body is built for reality. It's very often what we can't, what we feel like we can't handle isn't the reality. It's the illusion that we've innocently whipped up or stirred mm -hmm. up in our mind. And the kind of with Sadhguru on this, like, I love how we put it. If you're, if you've got one foot in the real world, so one foot in the now and one foot in the future or the past, like you can use your faculties brilliantly. You can plan ahead or you can, uh, you know, you can, you know, I don't know, reminisce, whatever it might be. But if you're full, if you fully moved in upstairs, then you're in an illusion because that's not real. Like you're never mm -hmm. actually up there. There is no future. There is no past. There's only now. So any journey that any of us are on through this healing thing of feeling shit and allowing, you know, allowing those feelings is going to happen right here, right now. It can't happen next week. It can't happen yesterday. It, it, it's, it's the only space it's ever going to happen. And you'll, you'll find that you can open to far more than you know in the moment. Mm. And that's where all your natural wisdom sits as well. Yeah.
I was going to say it's beautiful, Mr. Sam. Thanks. Thanks, old Ellie Crow. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. The last thing I wanted to say about it is, and it just ties back a little bit to what we were saying before about the time frame, that I think so often there's just this idea that there's, I've heard this so much recently, like this, I should I should be somewhere else by now. It's like, well, where does, where does that come from? Like, where Where's the graph? the healing graph that shows by you know time and amount healed where like plot where you should be on that graph like doesn't exist doesn't exist and if you can surrender to the fact that turning inward is something that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life while you're in your human suit then it takes the pressure off right nowhere to be you are where you are i mean those games that we play with ourselves of like i should be here or blah, blah, blah they're um i think they often do the opposite actually because we you know it, for many of us i mean i played this game for a long long time trying to you know trying to pretend that i was a uh, well just kind of like trying to make myself be a certain way because i should know better and da di da di da di da when actually <laughs> You're just doing what makes sense to you, right? Based on the level of understanding you have. The moment you just accept that and, and go about your day, you become much more ordinary. And, and that's a great thing to be because most people are trying to be something. You don't need to be anything more magical and mystical than you are. I mean, look at you. You're fucking some created the universe just experiencing itself in form. Like, what the fuck? You're not going to, it doesn't matter. Just, just, just rock on. <laughs> you know, don't. You know, try not to. I'm just imagining people. like the the sun going. God, I sh I should be burning a bit hotter by mm. now. I thought I would have got this by now. And and the thing is, that bit of you that wants to burn hotter is uh that was great. Oh, good impression. Enjoyed that. Um, it's not even you. It's not even you. You know, you're the you're the you're the uh, the part in you that can observe the part in you that wants to burn hotter. Like it's. Uh, that's not you. Mm. So letting go of those ideas of I should, da, 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 da. You're just letting go of something that's not real anyway. And what you'll find is that you'll, uh, you'll just spend more time hanging out in a nice feeling. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You find that nice feeling and you just come from there and it just looks that simple. And like Sid said, you know, if you're, if you start tuning into those nice feelings of, you know, love and peace when they, when they're there and, like that's coming from you. It's coming from you. Like that's um it's not that difficult feelings and all that kind of stuff are bad. If they're there, they just want out, they just want to be processed. But the real you underneath it is beaming light behind them all the time. And when the clouds part, the sun comes out. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing is that this journey of going alcohol free or whatever it is, and then going through the experience of healing through your difficult emotions, um, is that you're just going to hang out in the sun more often. And when it's cloudy, you're just going to trust, you're just going to know that the sun's there and it's cloudy. Or in the times where you do like forget that, in the times where you do get convinced, oh God, the sun's never coming back. You're, you're just going to be in that space less often and for less time. And just naturally you can, that, that just starts happening naturally over time. But the, uh, the way to that space is, 
is not in my experience trying to force yourself to be positive all the time it's in just mm. being with whatever's there and it just does it for you like there's a wisdom in the system it's just wired to do that it's wired mm. to do that we um you know for a long long time we didn't have little we didn't have a psychi psychiatrists or psychologists or coaches or anything you know we just had uh nature and wisdom and a lot of did we just we were much more tuned into that exactly yeah, yeah. we just we just trust we 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 just trusted mm. good job mr sam i feel like we've gone very very deep and we need to just why you fucking ask me a question <laughs> but bu bubble up to the surface again yeah let's a do it breather <laughs> uh just because we started with booze Mm. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit about the biochemical side of things and um, yeah. physiology and the phenomena of, uh, of pause, uh, which funnily enough, I was on a coaching call the other day and um, I had a moment of, I was talking about something, I was talking, funnily enough, I was talking about fading effect bias. And because I had fading effect bias stuck in my head, I couldn't recall what pause was. I could talk to what pause was. <laughs> was but i couldn't remember the um the acronym and i was like where the hell's that gone in like it's in there somewhere and and funnily enough i had a vision of a dog and a and like a paw print so but i still still couldn't get it and and then a lovely a lovely member of the group uh who was on my wavelength managed to remind me so yeah so pause is known as post acute withdrawal syndrome and I first heard about this when I was in the live alcohol experiment and who referenced it? It might have been, oh, do you know who it was? Do you know Coach Carolyn? Coach Carolyn Bennett. It was yeah. the lovely Coach Carolyn Bennett. And she referenced pause. And I thought, oh, I've not heard that before. And I went and looked it up. And pause talks about the uh, part of the healing process where there's things happening like um your um, brain chemistry resettling and um what the thing that stood out to me at the time was that i had a um at the time i felt really generally quite good so i'm in the middle of the alcohol experiment and i just when i heard about this i just kind of banked it as oh i might need to know about this later on and the, the thing that stood out was Carolyn had said at the time, it hits at intervals, or it can, sorry, it can hit at intervals. And typically those intervals will be 30 days alcohol-free, 60, 90, uh, six months and a year. I remember thinking, all right, that's interesting, and kind of banked it for later. Then fast forward to around 60 days, and I felt really off. Couldn't put my finger on it, just didn't feel myself um irritable irritable that's that's quite me actually being irritable <laughs> there, there's a bunch of like feelings going on and I just I don't know just just didn't feel right and I was in a an alumni group with the folks that I'd done the alcohol experiment with and started to notice a couple of days after me that everybody else was saying the same thing like oh what's going on here I just don't feel really unsettled and then I remembered dear old coach Carolyn talking about pause, went and looked it back up. And uh, and there's a list of things which I just found on the internet earlier. Um, 
like a list of symptoms, things that you might feel. And I was like, ah, I think that's it. That's it. Pause. And then there was 60 days. So the, the list of things that you might experience are attacks of anxiety, irritability, sudden mood swings, uh, fatigue, lack of motivation, insomnia, inability to concentrate, obsessive thoughts, fluctuating energy levels, memory loss, difficulty in solving problems and thinking clearly, and depression. Uh, now, sounds, of course... Sounds like ADHD. I was thinking, yeah, no, I was just thinking that. As, <laughs> I was just thinking that as I was going through this, like, oh, this, this could be a lot of things, including <laughs> ADHD. Um, but the the general thing that I would say is if you are just feeling off, not quite yourself, and it doesn't feel like it's intense enough to warrant going and speaking to a medical professional, because that's kind of how I felt like it wasn't, a, I don't want to go and mm. bother somebody with this, it's just something not quite right, then consider it, considering that it might be pause. For me, it was really helpful because when I had something to uh, rationalise it with, it's like, ah, oh, okay, well, that's going to pass in a few days, isn't it? So if I just leave it alone now, which I did, guess what? It passed, moved on, fine. And I I do believe it hit me again around about a year, which coincided with a resurgence of grief from um, dealing with the anniversary of my father's death and all of this business. But it's it it's interesting as a thing to have on your radar for these intervals because it there does seem to be something about these um breaks in time where there's some recalibration going on and uh, a potential that we're going to be unsettled as a result of it yeah it's funny because i had no uh, i think so back when i first went alcohol free i didn't have a concept of pause i'd never heard of it i may have read about like the pink cloud that people talk about um but I just didn't have words and stuff for it. So what happened to me was I just, I think I was just trusting in the first year. And I, I mean, that that might be something that works for someone as well, is that there's going to be ups and downs. And, you know, because it's funny, because we say that, like it could very well be pause. It could very well be some something that's personal to you. It could be that you woke up one morning and you've got some kind of whatever thought energy moving through you or whatever, right? And I think it's just really worth knowing that for a year, you're going to have some absolutely amazing times and there's going to be the odd time here and there where you maybe have to process something where something's going to come up. Um, and this is kind of, it's not like, uh, don't have it as an expectation. They're like, Oh God, Sam's saying the first year is going to be fucking shy. And I'm going to, no, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, as you go through the first round of everything once, as you go through your body recalibrating, it's not nothing ma like 365 days. It's not a magic number, right? But it's just, it, it's an, it's a lovely thing to hold and just say, you know what? I'm going to trust my body. I'm going to trust the process and the journey. And I'm going to give myself the grace of going through this year and being kind to myself and loving myself. And of course, reading, reaching out to a doctor, if you feel like something comes up that, that makes sense mm -hmm. to you. But like Ellie said, if it's just kind of like a, you know, if you catch yourself innocently in this, oh God, will this ever end? I felt so great for month two and month three, and I've had two weeks of feeling shit. What's wrong with me? Like, just just light, lighten, lighten up on yourself a little bit because very often when we, we just go beyond that word because and we start pointing our finger at all things outside of ourselves into the world, and we we innocently take ourselves out of the truth that we're always feeling our thinking. You know, we're feeling thought in the moment and mm. 
And if you go, the, what the innocent thing that we, the way that we mess ourselves up with that is by going, oh God, last month I felt great. Now I feel shit. What's going on? Oh, it must be because of my boss and my this and my, and that. And so then the problem is without even knowing it in that moment, you've said, until I change those things outside of me, I'm doomed to feel this way. And it doesn't work mm. like that. Thought's transient. It's moving all the time. So that's not to say that you might not have things that you want to do out there in the world, but your feelings aren't coming from there. So whether they're coming through your physiology, whether they're coming through, you know, whatever is moving through your body, it's, um, again, it's another flavor of knowing that it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. You're not doing it wrong. And, um, yeah, like, and I think if you have an expert, just as a nice way to wrap it up, perhaps, mate, is that I hear from a lot of people, they say they've had two or three months, for example, where they haven't had a single craving or trigger. Uh, and then suddenly they have a couple of them, right? And they get on the call and they'll be like, oh God, the whole thing's collapsing. The world's ending again. Da, da, da. The thing is, it may be as simple as, yeah, it's summer. Like you've just walking into some situations that have reminded you of some stuff and you've got some phantoms and thoughts and feelings moving through you. Like no, no big deal. No big deal. It's, mm -hmm. it's okay. Like you're not, you haven't sort of, what's the word, gone back to square one or any of that kind of stuff. You're just, um, you're on a journey. Like it's, mm -hmm. It's a bit of a roller coaster at times, and it will settle. It will settle. Mm. 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 <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Was there anything else? Was there anywhere else you wanted to go? Disneyland. <laughs> that would be my idea of hell. I think. Nah, about, there's, there's plenty of places I'd go before Disneyland. It was the only thing that came to me when I was trying trying to be funny. Well, according to Michael Singer, we are on Disneyland every single day. Yeah, I mean, and that's it. Just Sometimes that's all it takes. We zoom out a little bit. No matter how mm -hmm. we're feeling, no matter how shit we feel, you're a miracle. You're, you're, you're on a spinning ball of rock that's fucking gluing you to the ground with gravity. Like, what the actual fuck is going on? And if you just remember that for a minute and just hold yourself in grace and hold your feelings lightly, then... Very often you can find a, and that's not denial. That's tr that's just looking into what the the truth of what's going on all around you in every single moment. It's magical out there. So a complete mystery. It is, it is. Well, as I all as I always say, look up. Like at any at any moment of dysregulation, just look up. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, it yeah, it's in a perspective. So true. So true. I was trying to think of something that I always say. But, uh, do, 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 do. Have a biscuit. Have a, <laughs> yeah, biscuit. Have, a, have a biscuit. No, I don't don't eat biscuits that much these days. I, I bloody love biscuits. What what's your favorite biscuit? Just to oh, end. Oh I don't think I can do that. Oh, I can right. I now. could give you some. go on then. A lotus cream. Yeah, we're right. They're they're pretty good. I like a, a dark chocolate digestive. Hmm. <laughs> I like, um, oh man, I like so many biscuits. When I was a kid, I used to like to pick up a penguin. Are <laughs> <laughs> you too young for that as well? No, of course not. I remember them. They had a joke. Yeah, penguins, they're great. They had terrible jokes on the back. Do you think, is that what happens? Does does the wisdom behind life signal to us it's time to end the podcast because we start talking about biscuits and stuff? Is that what it does? 
absolutely lootly. Seems to be. See you next week. 